So Eric and Karen are the pastors of our small groups. And uh, you, 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 you know you probably are a husband and wife when your husband pulls his glasses off and cleans them on your shirt, which is what, what Eric was doing in front of everybody. So it's, but uh, see, that's, and we want you to know that's just the way we are around here. We're just real casual and comfortable. So anyway, um, so Karen and Eric, pastors of our small groups, are going to share this morning. And then afterwards, we'll go ahead and uh, receive our offering and make a couple of announcements that we think you want to hear and know about. So, guys, you're blessed. All right. Well, aren't you glad we don't have a church where we, uh, uh, after hearing the stories the last couple of weeks, and and then we'll add to those stories, of course, we're we're not... Our staff does not present itself as high and lifted up and lofty and perfect in all things, and please try to attain to be on our level. Um, it's uh, not how, not, obviously not how we're rolling around here. So before we really get into our story, I thought I'd make a disclaimer that I've never stuck anything up my wife's nose while she's sleeping. Um, I've never dropped things on her head while she's sleeping. Um, we both snore. Um, when I was about 40 pounds heavier, I snored like a flirt, freight train, and now, uh, now I'm just a, a, a petite chainsaw uh, <laughs> that uh, my wife claims helps her fall to sleep, my snoring, so we're, we're good, good like that. Um, um, we were raised Baptist. Uh, uh, Jim uh, shared some of his pitfalls in his life and in, in drug use last year, and uh, I mean, last week, and uh, we were both raised Baptist. So Not last year, I think. Yeah, we've uh, uh, maybe I, uh, we've been drunk once each in our lives, and and that's pretty much the extent of drug use for us, I, I guess, because those Baptists, that Baptist upbringing. Um, I guess uh, we we came up with a few different titles, and we final, finally settled on this one. So Macy, let's go ahead and kick it off with. Our first little. Hello. My name's Forrest, Forrest Gump. Do you want a chocolate? I could eat about a million and a half of these. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> That's one of our recurring themes today. We're talking about, oh, uh, a few of those chocolates, I guess, and roads we've taken or roads we didn't take. and, and Roads we did thought take. we were going to take, and then God said, nope, just kidding. <laughs> Not that one. Uh, I, 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 we're going to talk about how we try and put God in a box and, and tried several times in our lives, and you'll hear that theme uh, recurring today. Um, I'm going to go off script just a little bit and, and do a little, little prehistory before we start our history. In that when off I was script a... is always my favorite, if you know yes, me. Yes, that's good. That's sarcasm, which is also me. Meaning I have no idea what he's going to say, so, which good. is my favorite. So when I was a freshman in high school, um, I had been leading worship at, at church 
uh, for uh, several years, really. Started, well, I guess, started when I was in, in eighth grade. And then when I was a freshman in high school, I kind of figured out that, hey, people do this for a living, which was foreign to me in the little Baptist church I grew up in. And uh, started looking at this college I was going to go to, Southwest Baptist University, and uh, thought I'd go study music there. And then one of the smartest girls in my class, who happened to be the principal's daughter, made a remark that uh, I, w- I was going to go there and study music at Southwest Baptist University. She made this remark that says, you've got to be really smart to study music. And, and uh, I'm not that smart, so she was not going to study music. And I'm like, wow. She was uh, not, I think, salutatorian, you know, not valedictorian, but like runner-up there. And, I mean, she's that smart, and she doesn't think she's smart enough to study music. I'm like, okay, maybe that's not a career choice for me. And that kind of was uh, a, the first road I didn't take as, like, freshman, sophomore in high school. And then uh, in 1990... Uh, I finally did take that road after you know many other life events and all that. In one weekend, I decided uh, I was kind of renewing that call to ministry, uh, music music ministry, and uh, changed my major. I was ready. I was I was in an X-ray technology program, ready to go out into the hospitals and actually do my clinicals. And that weekend, I decided no, I'm going to go to. Southwest Baptist University, where I had planned to all along, way back when I was a sophomore, and that was, what, six, at least six years earlier. And so that little uh, uh, diversion and, and coming back uh, to that, what I felt was the original call, was huge. Uh, decided I was going out of state to college. I live in southern Illinois. I was going to go to Southwest Baptist University, where I would meet uh, uh, that girl right there, yeah. Um, hmm. We of course. Uh, you want you want to take that one? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I see. Well, we of course met on a choir retreat in college. I was an incoming uh, junior, I guess, in college. I did all my uh, undergraduate studies uh, at and had all my general general studies out of the way, and so I transferred in as a junior, I guess you could say, and decided to cram a four-year music degree into two years, which I don't recommend for anyone. Um, And then uh, the very first time I saw her uh, was in my rearview mirror. Um, She was tailgating me. We were on our way to the (laughs) choir retreat. And, uh, but, but the sun shining through the back of her car, I could see all this lovely Farrah Fawcett hair in the rearview mirror. And I'm like, hmm, okay, but why is she following me so closely? Uh, uh, Yeah, you'll hear more on that later. (laughs) (laughs) Then, uh, uh, we, uh, kind of played Frisbee. Uh. Which I hate, by the way. Which he hates. Frisbee, Uh, puzzles, yeah. Uh. Those are all the things he likes. Played frisbee at the retreat, and later that day, I mean, she's standing out on the deck. This is at Lake of the Ozarks at uh, Windermere Baptist Retreat, big, big uh, vacation resort 
kind of looking place. She's out on the uh, patio there and the sun is shining and behind her and just lighting up her hair once again and ah, ah, there uh, I was uh, truly uh, I guess for the first time smitten by her and uh, thought I would try and get to know her better. Um, Getting to know her better did not was, was not too difficult. I was, I think the next week, even sitting in piano class, call it idiot piano when you don't play piano in, in college, so it's my beginning piano class, I guess. And uh, I'm sitting in there and I'm just thinking, boy, it'd be so nice if I came out of class and just ran into that, that girl uh, uh, again. That would be so awesome. It was like, you know, uh, half daydream, half prayer, half thought. And I come out of piano class, and lo and behold, there is this girl sitting there. And I was like, oh, it must be God. <clears throat> or the it, fact I knew his whole schedule. And, and <laughs> it wasn't God. She was stalking me. Uh, so um, so um, that, that, was, that was how we kind of met and began to, to know and and, and see each other. It was, uh, you want to add there? No. Other than, you know, confess your sins even greater? Okay, okay, all right. Well, um, It took him a while, so I had to keep putting myself in the right place at the right time, so. I, I see, yes, yes. Well, after we had dated for, um, Four months. Four months, I, uh, uh, I rigged up a proposal. I was going to propose. I called her parents and said, hey, I'm going to propose to your daughter. Would you like to be there? And uh, I was leading music at a small uh, Baptist church uh, in Aurora. Aurora, Missouri. And, uh, uh, and my roommate uh, was from that town originally. Actually, my dad was also from that, home, from that t- small town uh, and so my roommate was leading music in a Presbyterian church, and I had been going with her always anyway. So we always rode together, and it was just convenient that we rode down, because it was, what, an hour or so from the college? 45 minutes. 45 minutes from the college. So, so hit and miss, I would go with my roommate, and hit and miss, I would go just to be supportive, you know. The first time we held hands was under a hymnal, I mean... <laughs> pretty, pretty scandalous nice stuff. Scandalous, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so Meanwhile, back at the proposal, there was an unusually large crowd there for this Sunday night service in in uh, in the church that evening, uh, which she kind of clueless the whole time. I hid flowers behind the. Be in the choir loft behind the, the choir rail, had flowers there. I just told the pastor, you get her up there at the end of the service and I'll do the rest. And so he preached that night on being creative uh, in, in ministry. And uh, he said, Karen, he needs your help. Eric's going to do something creative tonight. And Karen, he, he needs your help. So you come on up here. And so he got her up there. And, and then I proposed. It's on, we do have it on video, but it's on VHS. I'm still on VHS. So, so we, we can't show you the footage uh, this morning. So, um, Next video. All right. Next video. Next video.
marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. So, yeah, long story short, uh, well, we were married um, some nine months after the proposal, I think. It was yeah, 10, okay. but yeah. 10 months. Okay, I was close. All right. Um, Coming up on 26 years next month. You want to go on? Sure. Hit that next picture, Macy. I lovingly call this picture the full gospel ministry <laughs> picture. We were very full. We were exploding. Um, uh, so, um, well, first of all, we had it all planned out, of course. Uh, and, and this kind of speaks to, uh, I guess, my relationship with God, our relationship with God, being raised Baptist and and very, I'd say, old covenant for sure. Um, uh, putting God in a box and how that we... Uh, make these bargains with God. Or, or the, old, the old covenant was, I do for God, he does for me, of course. You know, uh, if, I, if, I, uh, if I pray the right prayers... And if I'm faithful to God, then he is going to bless me and give me every desire of my heart and kind of kind of started fleshing that out. And every time I always felt like I had it all figured out in my life, then God just loves to, you know, blow apart that box. We just put him in or, or I just put him in. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we... Together, kind of thought we had everything figured out. We were married. We were going to be ministers of music our entire lives. And I was the right kind of wife because I played the piano. Played piano. That was important. Violin's always good around the holidays. Yep. Um, And uh, so we were going to uh, go on to seminary. And then uh, uh, Karen would be a piano teacher, have her own in-house. Stay-at-home mom. Stay-at-home mom, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that was Uh, the right thing to do. (laughs) If any Uh, of you know me, you know that didn't work out. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) That's not who I am. So, let's see. Um, I guess go to the next picture. So Tyler, that's our son Tyler that most of you don't know exists. Uh, he was born our first year in seminary, which we also do not recommend. Um, and so since we'd already done it once, move on to the next picture. We decided to have two kids while we were working on our master's degree, which we also don't recommend. I'm sure Rick and Lila remember that part of the seminary is called the Fertile Crescent. Um, as, as we stayed in that housing, they called the Fertile Crescent. Uh, so, um, yes. Morgan uh, was born six, six, days. six days before our last semester of seminary. And uh, seminary was in- interesting around, that, around then. There was this big pendulum shift. Southern Seminary had gotten too uh, radical and... They hired Al Moeller to, to come in and clean it up. 
and uh, reverse all this uh, liberal theology that was going on. So it was a really big pressure cooker and big meetings on campus and and uh, we were ready to get out of there. We both took 17 hours that last semester with our baby. And I, I would take, we, we had friends that would help us and God blessed us so much there. Just, uh, we had to take Morgan to one class and she was a wonderful pacifier baby who just was fine. She had a pacifier. She went through hymnology with me mm-hmm. and, and the uh, hymnology professor always joked and that she had her master's degree before she was, you know, walking. Um, so uh, God blessed us there. Um, and again, we had it all planned out. Yes. We Tell were going to graduate. Let's so go to the next picture. We did graduate with master's of church music degrees and two small children, and we were going to go off and save the world in our first full-time ministry position. Um, And that was in Kokomo, Indiana. And we don't very affectionately talk about Kokomo, Indiana (laughs) at all. Um, Indiana is cold. It basically has two seasons. And we hated it the entire time we were there. About six weeks after we were there, we figured out that we landed directly in the ugliest church split and and thought we asked all the right questions when we were interviewing for this position. Uh, But it was the only thing that the Lord had kind of laid in our lap. So we said, okay, let's jump. And then six weeks after we were there, we were like, we are in the middle of a church split. And it was terrible. It was over. The church split was over the daycare and the daycare and what to do with the daycare money. And the leader of the daycare was also members of the church. Don't recommend that. Um, so uh, that, that, was, that was interesting. Uh, so um, we did put out feelers. Uh, this was not the, uh, uh, had many conversations with God about, uh, as I opened back the box and said, this is not what we planned. And, um, uh, this was not the direction we thought our lives would take. Uh, we ended up after two years, uh, okay. So six weeks into it, we knew we were looking for another church. Two years later, uh, we finally walked away from the church, not having another position, went to... Uh, In the meantime, we had another baby. Oh, yeah. Who's running sound baby. today, yeah, or running yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, um, a couple days before Christmas, uh, always early babies. Um, uh, so we decided soon after that, I guess, uh, how long? Was it next summer? Macy was five months old. Five months old. We decided that we were uh, out of there. We, we did one of those things you can never do. Children, listen to me. You can never go back home. Uh, we moved in with Karen's parents. For, with no job and three babies. Yeah, that was, that was good. Practically ran away in the middle of the night. Not quite, just but about, almost. Just about. Anyway. Got to Missouri and uh, we're there probably six seven months. Seven months. Seven, seven months. <laughs> I'm just going to start saying we were there seven months. And then. <laughs> this is the longest seven months of my entire life. 
Yes. It was really yes. awful. That was, that was an education in and of itself, trying to live with parents after you've been moved out for, you know, that amount of time. Um, but, you know, we still talk to them. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, after that, we, we did receive a call from uh, a church in Neosho, mm -hmm. Missouri. And uh, these are, we keep showing you the, the church directory Yeah, pictures. those are all the church directory pictures yeah. that yeah. Baptist so, churches do. You know. So there we are. There's little Macy. Look at that cutie. And uh, we, you can see Karen's changing hairstyles throughout. Yes. Me, I'm just kind of there. Um, we were at uh, that church for three and a half years. And it was a blessed time uh, uh, for the most part. Uh, did really well. There did come a, a time uh, when... Uh, I, I really, when we were getting ready to leave there, I walked into the pastor's study to resign, and, and he beat me to the punch and said he was going to resign before I resigned. And, uh, but he kind of reversed that and let me resign first before he resigned a few weeks later. Um, so uh, uh, that was very interesting. And through some of that time, too, um, even through all this ministry time, you know, I said I had the the right qualifications because I played the piano. I was playing the piano in ever organ or whatever, whatever church we were in. Um, but I always felt like there was more. And I was kind of stuck in my own box of what was okay and what wasn't. And so it was when we were in Neosho, um, because I'd been told many times, um, <laughs> Most of you know, I kind of just say what I want to say when I want to say it. And when I don't have anything to say, I don't. I hadn't had anything to say. Um, but there were times in all of the churches that I kind of got myself in trouble saying a little too much. And I got reminded that they hired Eric and they didn't hire me. And, and I never knew what to do with that um, because I felt like I was called to do something more than just play the piano. And while I do love playing the piano, I got a degree in it. I hope I love it. Um, I just felt like there was more. And so while we were in Kokomo, um, since I wasn't able to do a whole lot in the church, more than just be the wife that played piano, um, I branched out a little bit and started going to a Bible study fellowship, which was a women's organization of all different denominations that met. And so through that, I became a leader there and really kind of felt my own calling um, through that time. Oh, you went back to school. Oh, also during that time, uh, we had one of our deacons in our church was a, an assistant superintendent of schools. And he came to me one day and said, oh my gosh, you have to help me out. My music teacher in our middle school and high school, or middle school and elementary, I mean, um, has just disappeared. And she has been gone for months, and all they're doing is watching Disney videos. Can you please come in and sub? And I said, I am not a teacher. I don't have a teaching degree. And he was like, well, we don't care. In the state of Missouri, you can teach with a, an emergency certification. So that's what we can do for you. And I was like, well, what do you want me to do? And he's like, anything you do is better than the videos. So I did that for a long-term sub for eight weeks. 
After those eight weeks, I kind of discovered I kind of liked teaching, and so I decided to go back to school. And in the state of Missouri, when you go back to school, you go back to school. Um, that's not the case here, so Eric did not have to do that to get his certification. But to get my certification, I literally, even with a master's degree, had to go back to school, pick up all the little undergraduate classes that I'd missed for education. Um, and so I was doing that with basically a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a baby. Um, and was driving back and forth to the closest college, which was 45 minutes away, dropping the kids off, thankfully, at my parents' house, and going to do that. And I was just about ready to finish that up um, because I had all that planned out because that's what I do. I'm a planner. I study things. I research things. And I had it all planned out of where I was going to student teach and what school district I wanted to be in after that. Verbal processor, too. Yeah. yeah. And so... Right as I was ready to student teach, Eric decides that we are called to move to Colorado. <laughs> and he's resigned the church. And here I've done two and a half years of all these education classes. And I'm like, they're not going to let me do that. Because that, that just doesn't happen. You don't go to one college and then student teach in another state and think that you're going to get the degree. Because that just, just doesn't happen. So, we went west. So, <laughs> uh, in the time that doesn't happen, uh, God put things in place that were just unbelievable, that just don't happen. Um, worked out a placement for me in Loveland, worked out for a teacher that I had never, to do my student teaching, um, to worked out a teacher at a university at, at UNC in Greeley that I had never met. Why would he do this for me? To come and observe me, send all my paper back, paperwork back to professors in Missouri that he had never met. And why? Because God had other plans. So we came out to Colorado to do a church plant. And we moved to Loveland with, you know, I'm just like housing from Missouri to Colorado. Oh, you know, that's a miracle just to make that jump. But <clears throat> we came out here and visited and I'm like, oh, they have a Walmart. We can make it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so we moved to Loveland uh, in preparing Super, to yeah. move. Karen uh, had a feeler from a charter school. And, uh, but then figured out when they, she did have to finish her, her, uh, and they really called to hire her over the phone. And she said, well, I, I really can't right now. I have to do my student teaching. Uh, after we got all that set up, she says, but my husband, uh, also has a master of church music degree and, uh, he could do the teaching for you. So they did a phone interview with me, uh, and, uh. Or in fact, it, I don't even think it was a phone interview. I did an actual interview because we were kind of on our way at this point, mm -hmm. uh, kind of jumping. And uh, seeing God just bless that jump, that leap of faith. And uh, did an interview when we got out here and decided we could make it in Colorado on $25,000 a year. Uh, and Walmart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, did make the leap, and, uh, and that's again we how, had it all planned out. 
Now that yes. he had a job and we were starting this church, we knew that's, and they, God had worked out my student teaching. We knew that's exactly what we were supposed to be doing. Exactly. Yeah. And we do music ministry on the side and, and, and do this whole uh, uh, full-time teaching and ministry on the side and, and would, would kind of had that all figured out. Till two months after we moved. And then the, the oh yeah, I, I kind of jumped ahead, didn't you I? Did. The, we were doing the church plant. And then two months after we moved, the, the guy who was planning the church had a new revelation from the Lord, and he was going to move the church to Littleton. And uh, we'd spend every dime we had to get out here. And when he said that, we said, See ya. Go with God. Uh, <laughs> and decided we, we just couldn't make that leap again. Um, and, uh, and that was the end of the church plant for us. So we did uh, part-time ministry. And it was one of those, those times we, we passed by this church and had no relation with the church whatsoever. I saw this church. And, uh, and, and just it's one of those things that falls out of your mouth and God takes you seriously and you really regret it later. <laughs> Passing this church, I said, wow, look at that church building. It'd be really nice to lead music in a big church like that. <clears throat> Biggest church building we'd seen in a, in a while. It was a church down in Lakewood. And um, God put us there a couple of years later in that very church. And uh, uh, it was not a good experience. Um, um, God must have been thinking, I suppose, <laughs> like, oh, you really want it? You think that church building is, is it, huh? And, and provided that job, that position. And that was the last part-time ministry position I ever did. Uh, it was that good of a, an experience. Uh, uh, so, where shall we jump, dear? I don't know. You're kind of here-ish. I'm kind of here-ish? Oh, okay. We've had several times that we feel like... That's cool. God bookends our life a little bit, like, you know, you didn't do it right this time, and then later on, kind of deja vu, we have an opportunity to do it better the second time. One of those deja, deja vus would, would be this room yeah. right here. While we were kind of finishing and, and searching and seeing that that was not really our cup of tea in that big, beautiful church we were we were leading worship in. Uh, we were also attending uh, Jacob's Well, which met here, and in this room on Saturday nights, mm -hmm. we would we would come here, and uh, that was kind of interesting to uh, this, this many years later see that kind of bookend, and here we are back in this room, uh, and that would have been nineteen. Oh, yeah, wait, you don't know. We figured it out. Two thousand. Hmm, Two thousand. I would say 2001, 2002, something like that, around 2002 uh, when we were here. Um, so uh, we both uh, now are full-time uh, high school choral music directors. Karen, after she finished her student teaching in Loveland, uh, was it your first interview? No, it was probably my second or third. Her second or third interview 
walks into a job at Leg an interview at Legacy High School and wows them in the interview having only her student teaching teaching experience and, and what she did back in Missouri and uh, landed her job. She's been at Legacy High School for 17 years. Mm -hmm. Awesome, beautiful. That was not my story. Um, I, <clears throat> I have been at 11 schools, because one of my positions taught in four schools at one time, uh, 11 schools in six different di districts in Colorado in that same 17 years. Uh, uh, but I love where I am now. I really feel like it's kind of my dream job uh, as far as uh, high school teaching. Um, Which is a kind of an allusion to another bookend of doing it right the second time. Yes. The first high school job I had was at Broomfield High School, so we were both high school choir directors then. And it was like, oh, got put three years in, work your hardest, got to really impress them and, and uh, make sure you get that tenure at the end of three years. And So, so really, I uh, non-lovingly always referred to Broomfield High School as the other woman. Yes, and <laughs> was the other woman. I spent way too much time there. Yes. And, and uh, it was... It was really tough. And, oh, you, you, you want to share about... So during that time, I had three small children at home. Um, they were all, by that time, elementary school age, but elementary school age children. Uh, and so Eric had many times... You know, the kids always went, can we get a dog? Can we get a dog? And, you know, dad would always say, we're never getting a dog. No animals. No yeah. animals. What no we animals. We're never Turtles? getting a dog. Turtles? Who had the turtles, Macy? I don't know. Macy had, had the turtles. turtles. So, since dad was never home, mom decided that she would take the three children to the main shelter. Just to look. Just to look. Just to look. Um, and while dad was never home, we came home with a dog. We came home with Miles. Miles was named for Miles Davis, which was uh, jazz performer and so since we were in music we thought that was a good thing and you know Eric came home and he was mad of course but I said you're never here anyway so you won't even have to bother with a dog because you're never here um, but in that time we had miles for six weeks and in that it was kind of a troubled time before we got the dog clearly since I had gone to say I don't care that that's what you said I'm gonna go get a dog and did um, but in that six weeks that little dog pulled our whole family back together in just a way that I didn't think was possible. And which made it even worse. <clears throat> Sorry. So six weeks after we got Miles, um, the whole family was pulled back together. We had gone on a spring break trip. And of course we took the dog because it's what you do. The dog is now part of the family. And worst day ever. Um, I was on the phone with my so excited family to come home and take care of the dog and whose turn was it to run upstairs and let the dog out and tragedy struck while we were gone. Um, and my son had forgotten to take the leash off and so awfulness that you can probably assume happened and I'm on the phone driving home and hear the worst blood curdling screams I have ever heard 
Um, Eric drops the phone, so I'm driving home, not knowing why my family is screaming, thinking the worst. Um, and the dog had died because he'd gotten hung by, by his chain. And, you know, every time we tell this story, and it's been 10 plus years now, um, I can't even look back at Macy right now. Every time we tell the story of what happened after, you know, I, we've had to find the right friends. And the right friends are the ones who go, yeah, I understand that. The wrong friends are the ones who go, oh, it's just a dog. But that dog pulled our, our family back together in a really difficult time. And for that to happen that tragically, you know, my children were the ones who found him. And then it just made no sense. And, you know, all this time we had our lives planned out and we were following God and we were doing what we were supposed to do. So what the heck, God? You know, why could one of us have not found, found the dog? Why did it have to be my children who would forever be affected by that moment? And you couldn't take it back. And so it was in that moment that I said, I'm done. I'm done. Well, we collectively said, we're done. We're done. Because it didn't make sense to us why it had to happen like that. Um, so that we, led into our running from God years. And so we didn't put God in a box anymore. We took him out of the box completely. Yeah. We'd just do things without God for five, five. five years, years, I think. You know, yeah. that's Macy's when you nodding. Uh, change all the radio stations in your car because you can't have Caleb on anymore because right. God would be, you know, no. Yeah, God might no. slip something in if we had Commercial Caleb. Commercial on TV, talking about God. No, no, we'll take care of that. Um, just run, ran, ran, ran from God. And, you know, you can't run from God. You're going to run into him wherever you go. Made our best effort at it, though. So we, we call that the country club years. Um, in those years... Oh. We don't have a picture for that, I don't think. No, we never, we never did the other family, the second family. Yeah. Oh, we didn't, did we? Guess we could go to that. Go to that next doggy picture. Uh, Here's the second is, family now. This is the current family. This is Macy's dog. Dexter. Dexter is in front here. And this is our dog. Jackson. Jackson's in the middle. And then we have Morgan's... Puppy. Puppy. <laughs> yeah. Not even a year old yeah. yet. 50-pound puppy uh, in the background it's there. Fred. Uh, that's Fred in the background. He used to be smaller than Dexter. Yeah. Yeah, um, he grew. I, I told him those feet looked awful So, big. yeah, the family that was never going to have a dog has three. Uh, yes, never. No, no, no animals. But in the, in the country club years, um, we literally... We're at the, there, every, you know, 24-7. Um, and played more golf than I think I should ever 70 play. 70 rounds of golf a year. Yeah. But again, God kept intervening. <laughs> and, you know, the person that Eric played golf with more than anyone just happened to be a pastor. 
Yeah, Dwayne. Dwayne was a Southern Baptist pastor. Uh, and uh, he kept saying, kept saying, no, nope, God's not done with you. And says, nope, you bear good fruit. And there can't be good fruit on that tree. And, and you're not. And I just kept calling me back to the Lord. And uh, just time after time after time. Um, so at the end of that, I guess, another school year after uh, at, at Broomfield, at the end of my third year, because I was working to get that tenure, that's when the economy first tanked. And they started cutting positions in schools like no other. And uh, so my position basically got dissolved at the school I was in. I did get tenure. They did, I did take tenure at a point, like little over halftime position in there and started also having to do uh, hospital security work. I, was a, I would work midnights and then uh, uh, get off at midnights and I guess even the next year after that tenure year, uh, I was offered a halftime position at uh, Arvada West, new, new district, that was district number three at that point, uh, Arvada West, and so I taught uh, two choirs there and their entire drama program, which kind of got us even deeper into the drama thing we've been doing, uh, uh, and Karen continues to do. Um, so while I was there, it was get off at midnight, go sleep 45 minutes, go to the Arvada and teach a few classes and, and, and get home, sleep a couple of three, four hours maybe and go back and do it all over again. Sort of kind of a deal. Because, uh, you know, we'd gotten used to the country club and we had to keep that lifestyle going. So why not kill yourself so you can golf? <laughs> That's a bright idea. Um, yeah, dark years. And... Uh, Let's see. Um, following that year, still, the economy in a free fall, I remember the teacher saying, we even had to let math teachers go. As he told me that they wouldn't be rehiring me that year. I'm like, oh, well, math teachers. I'm a lowly arts teacher. Um, so that's not going to work. I got a full-time position at uh, uh, DP in, deep, in Denver Public Schools at a... Uh, a special school there it was their magnet school for all their refugees students and so there were like uh, 70 different languages spoken wow. in the in this in the homes of the students I taught it was it was it was nice I did uh, uh, just about the time I was I was three quarters through that year I'm like all right got it all figured out I'm making good money here full-time position again after being part-time I even quit the uh, the hospital security because I was making great money in DPS I'm like got it made. I can retire here. I can do that. And I no longer had that out of my mouth. And then, you know, still running from God, thought I would had things all figured out again. And then uh, my, my father passed away that semester. And uh, stalwart Christian man, you know, uh, father figure, father figures. And uh, lost that great anchor. Uh, but still, running from God. That didn't even break me. And uh, I got, mm, 
must have been around, it was late, like first of April, I guess, before they finally uh, non-renewed me in DPS. And that's the, that's the death, that's the death nail for a teacher to be non-renewed in all your, in all your interview stuff. You have to say, have you ever been non-renewed? Uh, well, they threatened to non-renew me. So I resigned before they could non-renew me. Uh, just because of just silly stuff that went on at the school that they could never seem to get over. Um, and uh, that was it. I got non-renewed. I came home that weekend, uh, maybe after a couple of days, and I looked at Karen and I said, I don't know what you're going to do, but I can't do this anymore. I've, I've got to get back to church. I was and I said, good luck with that. Completely broken. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and uh, started looking at churches. Um, um, funny thing there, I'm pretty sure I went and, and came one weekend to Journey, uh, I, I believe, at mm -hmm. where our church just was, in that building. I remember going to a church there and uh, just, vis just visited the one time while I was searching, but did get it back into church. It was how many weeks before Macy and I, Macy was, was my wingman in, yeah. in going to new churches. She was all for it. And, uh, um, it was probably six or eight weeks. Yeah. Got, got Morgan going after a few weeks and then finally got mom to come. And, and before we were all kind of back in church still, I think with that old covenant sort of a thing, uh, that, you know, putting God in a box, uh, maybe again. Uh, uh, certainly always having a relationship with the Lord, uh, but part of it just feeling more like a contract. You know, I do for him, he does for me. Instead of now, um, it, it, yes, being more of a, a relationship, but I think of, of uh, when you come to the new covenant of, of, of embracing God's grace and he loves you no matter what you do, uh, he has always loved you and he doesn't love you anymore the more you perform for him or, or the better you are. He doesn't love you any less uh, the mistakes you make. And you've heard we've certainly made plenty uh, uh, that's, that's a whole different way on, on how we uh, look at things now. We'll kind of finish that, finish things up with that. But um, through that, So through that time of when we did come back, and I finally came back, um, it's not like we didn't plan, but we just had a different mindset of what's God's plan because we too many times had tried to do it ourselves. And so this time we just didn't know, yeah. you know, um, Eric had lost his job and had done a whole bunch of interviews and school time came around and he didn't have a job. Yeah. Probably 20 interviews. Well, I don't know, maybe that year it may have been more like five, but but every time, oh, we've decided to go another direction. Right, or come down or, to two candidates oh, and, oh, they choose the other one. Yeah. Like, that's helpful. Time. You know. And, and um, time but 
if so you're struggling with not getting the job, job, please come talk to me. I'll make <laughs> you feel better. Uh. But I mean, but, but so through that, you know, the last time that happened, we tried to fix it ourselves. And, you know, Eric working the midnights of the security job and all of that. And that was horrible. That was just horrible. And so this time we said, okay, well, what are we going to do? And basically felt like God saying, you're going to take unemployment. And so Eric took unemployment that whole year. Um, Didn't have a job. And awesome year. It was Ah, an awesome year. It was great. uh, I mean, I would, after running from God for five years, just to take your hand off the steering wheel and, and let him do his thing. It was, it was great. He blessed so much. He blessed us uh, through that year of unemployment uh, we filed bankruptcy that year and, uh, and made the choice to lose our house. Yeah. Made the choice and just felt great in all of it. Uh, just miracle after miracle, just saying, okay, we need, we need a rental house and we need a big backyard for the dogs, of course. And, uh, uh, just thing after thing after thing I listed and, and what our my house and having complete peace that God was going to provide it and he did um, mm-hmm. just love the house we're in now uh, is that house and it just meets ticks it was more than we thought we we went and looked at a house in Broomfield and it was horrible and it was $1,900 a month and I'm like oh gosh it was, that's terrible we can't that's that's not going to work and but still having nope Nope, God's got it, and boy, he just rewarded that faithfulness so much, and in, in that's kind of been the big page turn for us, is just, you know, keep walking with God and have faith in him, and, and he, keep, he keeps showing up. He knows how to run things instead of me in my little box uh, trying to manipulate things. We went on a mission trip to Haiti that yeah, year. Yeah, while we were... While I was unemployed, mm-hmm. while we were in bankruptcy, we went on a mission trip to Haiti. It was all paid for. And it was we, all paid for. We did it ourselves, and and mm-hmm. uh, it was it was uh, just a fabulous healing time in our lives. Um, go to the next one. Sure. What is this? It's probably Davis. So through this, you know, we've we've talked about um, not just you know all the different choices we've had. Um, but that God giving us a second chance, you know, like we were here uh, with Jacob's well, and then that's when we ran from God. And then now we're here again, and it's a completely different feeling. Um, and, you know, when we were um, both high school teachers, and Eric was at Broomfield High School, and that didn't work out so well. Um, and now Eric is at Mead High School, and I am at Legacy High School, and it's we figured it out, and it's, you know, trusting God. This was another second chance to do things differently. Um, this is Davis. Um, we got Davis right after Miles died, because Miles Davis, so we had to name him Davis. Um, three and days. Three days. Three days. Three days after Miles died, we got Davis, and... You can't miss that jingling of the tags in the house. Yeah, it's just too quiet. Way it's too just too quiet. quiet. And so our second chance to do things differently um, where our dogs are concerned was with Davis last year. Davis was 10 years old and uh, kind of out of nowhere discovered he had cancer 
and back in May, and we didn't have very much time to, to figure out what to do. And when we thought we were taking Davis in for his first chemo, um, we never brought him home. And God took him really quickly because that's what I needed. Because there was no amount of money I wasn't going to spend to save that baby the second time. I don't cry very often, but I should cry over my dogs. All right. Toss me some cleaners. Yeah. Who's got an arm? All right. So (laughs) the second time... I, we didn't run from God. Um, so we were very thankful that God gave us a second chance to do it right, do it right that time. Um, and again, you know, just like Miles had pulled our family together, so have our other dogs. It's just a special place. And, you know, if you don't have animals, well, I don't know if I can, I don't know if we can be friends. Huh? <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> Um, because they're, yeah, very special place in my heart. And so we did it, we did it right this time that, uh, Davis was our, was our second chance to, to not run from God and realize that God cried when he died too. And, and so that was, again, our second chance there. Well, I was only unemployed for one year. I, I got a job at a charter school in Frederick. And uh, had probably, uh, that was another year of, of, oh, thank you, we've gone another direction and several different things. And then came down to two schools and Frederick was one and there was this other one and I just knew God was going to give me that other job that's going to be beautiful and wonderful and he gave me the Frederick job. Oh, (laughs) I cried. Oh. I cried when I got that job. <laughs> I didn't want to take it, and I took it, and God blessed. It was another great healing time for me. I taught, it, taught there for three years, and uh, uh, Monty's uh, girls uh, taught them while I was there and uh, was blessed, and it really helped me get the job I have now, which I do consider my, my dream job. Uh, I got to walk into a job with a fully-fledged choir program, a full-time accompanist who's like, you know, uh, which is a real blessing in that district, my sixth district again. Uh, <laughs> so maybe six is the charm. We'll see. Um, and uh, But again, this whole, I guess, change again is walking with God, remembering who I am. Uh, and it's more about... Uh, the promises God has given me and my identity in Christ, that he, God is in me and, and works through me. And uh, just now it's more like, okay, and, and things, uh, it's not all sunshine and roses and things come up and it's just like, well, okay. I wonder what the Lord's going to do about that is the attitude Go I the try and picture. have now. Um, A few more pictures. So... There's the babies now. That, that was last May? Last May. Okay. Next picture. I don't know who they are. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, last New Year. Yeah. Yeah, last first of this year. And then not too long ago. Yeah. 
that's been a lot of our journey. So, um, do scriptures in the video? Yeah, yeah. Do uh, the Proverbs scripture. So, trust in Jehovah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. It may not be the way you would direct it. It probably certainly wouldn't because we'd mess that up every time. Yeah, and then um, the other scripture too. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. And we saw that so many times, even when we tried to deny that God was there, we could look back every time, even through those years where we were running from God and see how, you know, God was still directing our path. Mm-hmm. Um, in teaching music, I, I always say, uh, one of my mantras is make loud mistakes. And in teaching, we learn that, you know, it tells us that you learn more from your mistakes than you do from just getting things right all the time, uh, your, your brain kind of figures it out even better through those mistakes. And that's a part of learning and growing and, uh, and God growing us up. Uh, so I guess we have two videos. Let's do uh, that first one to kind of sum things up. You could think of this as Old Covenant and New Covenant, maybe. Let's see. That sounded be good. Now, this last entry was a little disturbing. Gloves are off, God. God has taken my bird and my bush. God is a mean kid with a magnifying glass. Smite me, almighty smiter. Now, I'm not much for blaspheming, but that last one made me laugh. Are you spying on me? Who are you? I'm the one. Creator of the heavens and the earth. Alpha and Omega. Bruce, I'm God. Bingo! Yahtzee! Is that your final answer? Our survey says God! Bing, 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 bing. Well, it was nice to meet you, God. Thank you for the Grand Canyon, and good luck with the apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) And then, okay, we'll do this other last little video clip and then we'll take questions. You can think of your questions while we're watching this one.
it's a lot, a lot easier just to say, okay, God, what you going to do now? Uh, questions? Um, well, that was another, God had things, we thought had, we thought we had things worked out. We were at the church that we had come back to God at, and things were not going exactly how we thought they would then, and the whole rest of the family had decided we're not going there anymore, and I said, it's comfortable, let's just... Let's just keep going there. And Morgan said, good luck with that. We're going somewhere else. And I was not going to let my family go somewhere again without me. So I, we'd, been, we'd been kind of doing the church hopping thing, looking, which is a terrible thing to do. Um, and nowhere had fit. And that's why we said, that's why I finally said, I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to go back there. Um, so literally the night, it was Saturday night at like 10 o'clock. Okay, one more time. I'm going to do a search. I don't know why, because I've looked at every church there is. And at that time, Genesis had never come up on my search. And that particular time I did a search again, and Genesis came up, and I said, hey, we haven't been here. Let's go here. And so that's the first time we came. And that particular time when we came, um, we were just so tired of looking. And in that particular moment during the prayer time, Pastor Jeff said, I feel like there's just somebody here that's just been looking, looking for a home, looking for the right place. And you found it. Here it is. And I felt like that was just talking right to me. Um, And so here we are. We're still here. And things are working out. So, yeah. Yeah, th- things are working out. <laughs> we just don't plan like we did before. Did you guys come to the place where you're like, oh, I'm willing to trust God now? Or did you just slowly kind of realize one day, oh, I'm trusting God and things are so easy? What was your experience? I feel like it was the second at least for me, um, that it was, you know, like Eric said, getting your hands off the wheel uh, because you have no other choice because of everything we've been through. Yeah, I think it's kind of both and. That year that I was unemployed was a huge year for me because I had time to, to seek God and read, kind of transformed... I think during that time, I really renewed my quiet time. And, and after, again, after a time, my wife renewed hers as well. Uh, and uh, just started carving that out of, I think, that summer that I was unemployed still. Uh, we started getting up early in the morning and having our quiet time uh, at the same time. Uh, and that's made when I think God really started shaping us more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I believe you said your former background was a Baptist. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I am the 
rare thing called a Baptocostal. <laughs> I refer it. to it more as a recovering Baptist. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, we have, um, and that was awesome. Um, we actually had had Jeff and Nina over at our house, and I had had a ton of questions, and so I had been going back and forth, emailing Pastor Jeff questions, and he had sent me sermons, and I was being the really bad teacher listening to those sermons while I was on my planning period at school, um, and just had a lot, it just had a lot of questions, um, and so when we had them over to our house, uh, we talked more about that, and they answered a lot of questions, and uh, they kind of led us through that, and it was really awesome. Oh, gosh. It was in the first few months of us mm-hmm. being here, mm-hmm. so a couple of years, maybe? Yeah. You know, that Baptist stuff, that hangs on. We don't dance a lot, you know, because we weren't allowed. <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> Stephen's got a question. Um, that did everybody hear the question? Oh. So he said, we'll let you ask it again. Um, oh. hello. <laughs> um, so throughout the message, I heard multiple times they figured it out. Just wondering what that meant. For me, it's, it's referring back to that putting God in a box and, and that it's not you do for him and he'll do for you, kind of that, you know, contract uh, in my relationship with God. Now it's, it's God has done it all for us already. That was all accomplished on the cross. I would, he, when Jesus died on the cross, uh, I was forgiven then. And I'm not trying to uh, perform uh, for God anymore. So I think it's more that, and I'm really figuring out my relationship with God, and and it's my placement that I w- that uh, I am glorified in Christ. Christ does live in me, and fleshing that out. There's, there's that big one, even studying in a small group a few weeks ago, like, oh yeah, uh, and really, because that was foreign in my relationship with God or in my whole teaching growing up, yeah, just fleshing out that God is in you, and, and you know, we grow up with the scripture, great is he that is in you than he that is in the world, but uh, it's... Uh, yeah, it doesn't sink in. You can you can gloss over so many scriptures now, and I think the the grace message uh, more and more becomes uh, just a whole new uh, paradigm shift and and how you look at everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now I, I look at those promises all differently, 
and look at how everything is, is relationship. That I am his son. I am a joint heir with Jesus. And, and those things become, I think, more, more real. And well, it's not performance-based anymore. I don't know. My reality. My reality. Oh, is that mm. um, Abba? Yeah, Abba. Mm. Oh, my. I just need words now. She said she'd get back at you one day. Uh huh. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, someday soon. Someday soon. See? She's got to have connections. <laughs> Thank you, daughter. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm just going to turn around and worship. You don't get to see me sing. <clears throat> You're more real than the wind in my lungs. You're more The ground I'm standing on Your thoughts define me You're inside me You're my reality You're my Abba, I belong to you. Abba. 